0: Hello, welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and I am very excited to get this information to you today. This is going to be about how you are blocking your blessings, and I want to share a little bit of a story so that you can see that this might be something very important for you to listen to because I have had so much strife in trying to get this out into the world for you. So when I first had this idea, I was wanting to create a podcast about why we won't allow the very thing that we desire into our life, and I was calling it allowing, and then I I decided to Talk about stop blocking your blessings because that's essentially what we're doing. We're creating resistance and we're not allowing the things that we desire into our life. We're self-sabotaging. I've went through this struggle to try to get this out to you and I feel like it is a very important message for you to hear because of all the strife that I've had. I first tried recording this back in July. And I tried about five different times, and every single time I felt discombobulated, I couldn't think straight, I just felt like completely spiritually attacked, honestly, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening? Normally I can sit down with an outline and just rattle off my podcast with no problem, and I just was struggling and struggling, and I kept stopping it, I probably tried about four or five times. And so then I finally decided that I was going to sit down and no matter what I start recording it and the whole time when I'm recording it I was like this is horrible like you should just stop and I was having all of this resistance and I just persevered through and I decided to just keep going and just listen to it because sometimes I start thinking they're bad when I'm recording them and then in the end when I'm editing I'm like oh this is great so that's exactly what happens. I record it and I thought it was so bad that it had taken me a long time to even get back to editing it. And when I finally went back and I edited it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is such great information that people need to hear. They need to know and understand and face what is keeping them from their dreams. As I am editing it, I'm just so excited. I just can't wait to get it in you guys' hands. And then my computer glitched and I lost the entire thing that I had just edited. I spent about 3 hours trying to recover it, trying to figure out, piece together little audios to make and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, I can't waste any more time on this. I have no choice but to re-record this." And this is actually my second take on re-recording this. So it has been such the journey just getting this into your hands. So something is trying to block me from getting this to you, so I really hope that this is valuable for you. Uh, I want you to know that I persevered and I overcame to get it in your ears. So here we go. Let's talk about the ways that we are subconsciously, many times it's very subconsciously, blocking our blessings. And don't worry, this is going to be a little bit meaty, but I will have a printable, downloadable worksheet for you that you could work through some of these things on your own and identify some of the ways that you might be blocking your blessing and help you to create a plan to stop doing that. The things that we're going to be talking about is how fear might be blocking you, how you might be believing the lie instead of the truth how your limiting mindset blocks you, and how your lack of focus is blocking you. So before we get into the actual areas that I want to share with you, I want to share a couple of examples of how I have personally tried to block my blessing and how I've seen other people do it as well. So the first story is with my husband. When my husband first entered into my life, I tried rejecting him. When we first met, he was trying to get my attention, and people were telling me that he was interested in me, and for whatever reason, I had all of this resistance to giving him an opportunity. His friends were trying to get me to say yes to him to going on this date. On It was on a Friday night to this concert, and my friend was dating his friend, and so they were all trying to get me to go, but I was telling them, I don't know, I don't know, and so what ends up happening is I'm going down a stairwell, and then he. He ends up coming up. And so we are alone in the stairwell, nobody else around. And he says, hey, are you going to go out with me on Friday night? And what I said to him was, I don't make plans that far in advance. And that is really silly because I'm not the planning type. But that is what I said. And that is how I rejected him at that point. He just kind of was like, okay. And walks away. And then the next day I'm doing laundry and he comes out to do laundry too. I don't know if that was a coincidence or not. He never has admitted to it, but he goes and walks past me to go do his laundry. And I noticed that he has really nice legs. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I do want to talk to this guy. We ended up in a conversation and we dried our clothes over and over and over talking until two o'clock in the morning that night. And I remember walking away at two o'clock in the morning and I was like, wow. And I am so grateful that I did not completely reject the blessing that he has been in my life. We've been married over 24 years and he is my everything. So that's one example for you, for me, of how I tried to reject something that was great for me. I have a friend that she had written on her vision board that she wanted to fly on a private jet. Now, let's be honest, most of us will never have an opportunity to fly on a private jet in our lives. So this was a pretty lofty dream, and that is something that I want for me too. I have that on my vision board. She has an opportunity to go to Ireland on a private jet within four months of her putting that on her vision board. And she immediately, of course, says yes, but then when it's getting closer to the time when she's supposed to leave for the trip, she finds herself making all these excuses and reasons and she wants to reject it. She has all of this feeling inside of her that makes her want to reject it. And she has this resistance. She ends up, in the end, she does go and she has an incredible time. But it was really interesting and she had told me this story about why would she have been trying to reject the very thing that she wanted? why do we do this i have another little story for you of just when i first tried to start my podcast i knew that this podcast could be a good fit for me i felt like i was told to do it by god i got my microphone and everything that i needed and it took me an entire year to release my first episode the very thing that could help launch me into from anonymity into the world where other people could experience the giftings that God has given me, I tried to reject it. I resisted it. So what in your life can you think of that is a blessing to you now that you tried to reject when it first came into your life? I think that you will think of something that you have an example of that this has happened. I don't know why this happens. I don't know why we do this as humans, but the fact is we do. And the different ways that we do that are fear, believing a lie, limiting mindsets, and lack of focus. So let's break these down a little bit. And I want to give you some ideas about how to identify that this is happening and some tips on how to stop allowing it to happen so the first thing is so often you could be standing right next to success so close and that is when people wear out and get weary and they quit. Or what happens many times is you reach something called a terror barrier. Now, I'm not gonna get into that. Look it up, terror barrier. There's a talk on it. But a terror barrier is when you get to a place where you've never been before, your brain will try to keep you safe and it will keep you from moving forward. And not only will you have a terror barrier where you have to keep going forward in order to overcome it, but many times you have to Continue to face that terror over and over until you're comfortable with it and your brain stops attacking you. So it's a whole scientific thing. Go look it up, the terror barrier. A lot of times we reach the terror barrier and we stop, and that could be that one little tiny thing that is keeping you from the success that you desire. So we want to be aware of how close we often are to success when we give up. We give into the resistance and we don't move forward. I don't want that for you. I want you to continue to move forward. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is fear. Now I have been told that 97% of people will be held back because they have fear. And so there's a couple of different levels of fear. So one of the fears that I've identified is the fear of discomfort. When you are learning something new, it's uncomfortable because your brain has never done it before. It's signaling you and telling you, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to help you and it feels uncomfortable because you haven't done it you will get confidence as you do something over and over but until you do it over and over you will not feel comfortable it'll feel very uncomfortable so we have a fear of being uncomfortable and this fear of discomfort keeps us from continuing to do it over and over until we get good at it so be aware of that don't let your discomfort keep you from going through the process until you get comfortable. So next we have the fear of failure and this is a big one. People are so afraid of failing and it's ridiculous because failure is actually our best teacher. Believe me, if you do something wrong once, you're very likely not to repeat that again. For instance, I banged the pole coming out of our garage pulling out and now I am so aware of that pole that it's not going to happen again. But we're like that in life where we're so afraid of looking stupid or somebody judging us or somebody's negative comment or not feeling like we know enough to get started. So we're so afraid of getting out there and failing because we're not proficient yet. And we allow that fear of failure to keep us from even trying. So therefore, we do not move forward because we do not learn. Failing is learning. If you are not failing, you are not learning. So you have to get over yourself and stop allowing your ego to keep you playing small. You have to be willing to fail in order to move forward. So next is the fear of your own greatness. And this is a big one that a lot of people are not aware of. There's something called imposter syndrome. And many times when you begin to do something that you have never done before... You start to position yourself at a different level and status than you ever have before. It will feel uncomfortable and you will start to have a battle in your mind that sounds something like this. Who do you think you are? Why do you think that you're worthy of such a great cause? Why do you think you're worthy of being able to do that or to have that? We need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable about how we're feeling. And don't think you need to be perfect and showing up perfect to everybody. We're afraid of our greatness because we're telling ourselves we're still learning, we're still growing, we're not all that yet. So don't be afraid to share that with your audience. A lot of people will say you need to position yourself as an expert. You need to be the one that they can look to. So I don't recommend that you go on there and you share with them all the things that you're struggling with, but certainly after you have struggled, but you have moved past it, share that. Sometimes when you are going through something, you don't have to share a lot of details, but you can tell your people, "I'm I'm struggling a little bit, but I'm working on it." Because people need to know that you're human. And when you come off like you don't have any problems, then it comes off very egotistical and it doesn't create trust. So being vulnerable and allowing people in to see where you are afraid and scared. And I heard a really great tactic from Tammy Stanley. She wrote a book called Carpa De And it was all about helping people to get over their fear of making phone calls to connect with customers. And what she talked about is one way to help the situation is actually to share whatever fear you're having on the phone with them. So maybe it's a fear of, I was afraid to contact you because I hadn't talked to you for so long. Or I was afraid to contact you because I said I was going to follow up and I failed to follow up. And when you state your fear like that, It gives you vulnerability and then the other person on the other line wants to be empathetic to you. And so many times it actually helps the situation instead of you just trying to push through it. And if you face your fear, if you share your fear with them, then many times it helps that fear dissipate. Don't be afraid to show people who you really are. Be authentic. People sense if you are not being real. So you need to learn to be real. And when you are real and just keep it simple because you're not trying to be something that you're not then it makes everything easier so you won't have as much resistance and fear. Next we have believe in the lie instead of truth. So when you're believing in a lie instead of the truth, it distorts things. So the first lie that I found that a lot of people believe in is that they feel like it's all on their shoulders. That if it's going to be, it's up to me. And they take all of this responsibility on and they try striving forward and doing everything in their business themselves. Eventually... They get very overwhelmed because you can't carry the burden of everything. You can't wear all the hats forever. Now, I do agree that there's a time that sometimes we need to, before we have money to pay people, that we will have to do things on our own. But the best thing that I ever did is decide to hire help so that I didn't have to do everything. And it caused a little bit of a fight between my husband and I because he wasn't in the same place as me, but I knew that I needed that. And so make sure that you are knowing where you need help, that you're asking for help, that you're willing to open up your pocketbook and pay for help. Because there are people that can do the things that you're not good at and they do them well. And if you're trying to do them all, it's taking all of your energy and it's just a big waste of time. So if you want to go further, faster, get help. Ask for support. Ask people around you to help you. Collaborate with people. If you can't pay people, who can you collaborate with? You can help them, they can help you. And make this happen. Another lie that I find people fall into is they believe that they need to strengthen their weaknesses. So the next thing is that you need to know your area of power. You need to know where your zone of genius is. And you need to focus on that in your business. That is what is going to help you to move forward. That is what is going to give you energy and make you feel like it's effortless. That it won't feel like work if you're working in your power zone. Because you are created and knitted together perfectly for what you are called to do and what you, sh- how you should be showing up should feel good. You should be good at it. So if we're constantly working in skill areas and weak areas and we're trying to do everything ourselves because that's what everybody told us we should be doing and we're not really focusing on the areas that we're really good at, then you're wasting your time and your energy. Remember that you are here to serve and that your power was given to you but it's not for you. And so you need to be able to access that power, put it into your business and serve people the way that only you can. The next part of believing a lie instead of the truth is that you don't have any self-love. The thing is we cannot love our neighbor until we love ourselves. So stop being your worst enemy. I was so bad at this. I was so mean to myself all the time, beating myself up. And I learned to do this so that it was a, defense mechanism. If I beat myself up first, either in my own mind or out loud in front of everyone else, then nobody else could criticize me because I was already criticizing myself enough. It was only hurting me. And the thing is, you can't control what other people say to you, how they criticize you, but you have 100% control on what you say to yourself and what you say to yourself matters the most. So be nice to you. I say it in my course, be nice to my friend, because that's what somebody had told me become your biggest fan and cheerleader believe in you and what you are doing because if you don't trust yourself then what value can you give to other people if you don't really believe in it and you and what you're offering for yourself then nobody else is going to believe you either so self-love is so important and another part of self-love is don't compare yourself to anyone else no one else compares to you And if you're admiring somebody else and you're seeing what somebody else is doing and you're trying to do what they do, make sure it's in alignment with who you are. Don't try to do things just because it worked for somebody else. Do the things that are going to work for you. Do the things that feel good to you. You are going to go further faster if you do what you are knitted together to do. You do that well and it will take you places. It won't matter what you're not good at. So the next area is limiting mindset. The first area of limiting mindset is belief. You cannot grow beyond your belief. So you have to build your belief by visualizing and dream building so that you can change the identity of who you believe you are. I have a whole podcast on this so I won't go too into detail about it. I'll link it in the show notes. It's about identity and belief. The results that you're having today, the life that you're living today is a measure of your belief. You need to be able to move beyond your belief to get to a different place. So you have to start imagining and visualizing and dream building to help take you there. So I can tell you a little bit of this, how this works for me, myself, where I'm at right now is I have been really wanting to lose weight for some time. I I would like to ultimately lose about 30 pounds, but I at least want to lose 20 pounds just to get back to where I feel very comfortable. I realized that I wasn't believing and identifying with a healthier me so where I wanted to go and where what I believed about myself were not in alignment so I had to start acknowledging where I had limiting beliefs about myself so I had to acknowledge that I was identifying as being a glutton I was identifying as somebody who would eat more than they needed I was somebody who was identifying and not being able to not eat sweets None of those things, believing those things was not taking me to where I wanted to go and it was actually causing a lot of resistance and making it harder for me to get to my goal of losing weight. And so I had to start really acknowledging and helping myself to sow a new identity of me as that healthy person and what choices she was choosing to make. Because if I don't start making those choices now, I'm never going to get to where I need to go. So therefore, I needed to start identifying with the person that I wanted to be and start making choices today that were in alignment with that. So I know that that's kind of deep, but hopefully that gives you an example of how that plays into that. That you cannot rise above your belief. And so you have to start playing with your mind in imagination and visualizing and writing your goals as if they're already happening to allow you to break through to that next level. And that's how you get beyond that limiting mindset of where you're at. The next thing is positive affirmations. Now. I want to clear up something about positive affirmations because it is not true that if you just say something positive over and over and over that it will come to pass. There's no power in just saying something. The power comes from your belief and passions behind it and getting into alignment with it. So one thing that can really help with your positive affirmations is to make sure that you believe what you're saying. If you have a goal and it's so far out that you don't believe it yet, then maybe you need to start talking about the goal that you do believe in right now you could still leave that one on your dream board but just start talking about what you do believe what level you think you can achieve the amount of money you you really believe that you can do right now and then you can keep upping it step by step by step until you get to that big number so for instance if you just keep saying I want to be a millionaire I'm going to be a millionaire I'm going to be a millionaire but you don't believe it it's never going to happen so you need to start talking about things that you believe in and start working baby stepping your way up But one way that you can change your subconscious mind and your beliefs faster is something called tapping. You can look that up, Google it, tapping. And it's just something with the mechanics of the tapping on certain points help your subconscious mind to accept new ideas. And um, so you can read about that. You could start doing a super simple thing to implement into your life. It's very effective, even in a moment. The first time you do it, you can see some results. Because positive affirmations are going to help you to move into an abundance mindset and out of scarcity. Because the more that we think in this limiting mind that there's a lack or there's not enough of something then that will hold us back and so we need to get into this place of abundance and so tapping can help you have that positive mindset to help you to have more abundant mindset and so the thing that works really really well too is to start writing your goals as if they're already happening. And you can also be in your prayers praising God for the things that haven't happened yet that you believe are going to happen as if they're already happening. And so the next part of that is gratitude. So to overcome a limiting mindset, if you just concentrate on being truly grateful for every single thing and training your brain to notice gratitude and to be grateful for things and not just I'm a passive, I'm saying it out my mouth, but I don't really believe it kind of a gratitude, but one that you're really connecting with, really start noticing and paying attention and being mindful of the things in your life that you're grateful for. Be grateful for every little thing. And when you start doing that and you're grateful for just the tiniest things, then things will start to shift in your life and your mindset will start to start seeking out things to be grateful for instead of nagging and picking apart everything all day long. So the very last area is lack of focus. So with lack of focus, the first thing that um, I came up with for this is because of something that happened to me. And that is about keep your eye on the prize. If you keep your eye on the prize and the dream and you stay in contact with that, just like writing out your dreams daily as if they're already happening, really thinking and feeling how it will feel to win that, it will help you to stay focused. But one thing that I've really learned is get in touch with the feelings that you would feel if you had already achieved that thing that you want. What is the big prize? What is the goal? And think about the feelings that you would have during that and start Thinking about how you can honor those feelings in your life every single day. So that you don't have to wait until you achieve that to feel the way that you want to feel. But it's very important for you to know where you're going. You need to have a target. You need to know what you're working for. You need to be connected to it in a way that it is your why. And it's the why that makes you cry. It is that meaningful thing. So make your goals meaningful. If you have a goal and you just said it because it was logical, that's not going to work. Just because it's the logical next step or you think that's where you should go, if you're not connected to it, if, if it doesn't make you cry when you think about achieving it, then it's not the right thing for you to be pursuing. So keep your eye on the prize of where you're going. Another thing that kind of comes along with that is that You need a plan. In order to stay focused, you need a plan. You need to know step-by-step what you need to do. And so this is the thing that's different between people that are entrepreneurs and people that have jobs. When you have a job, they tell you exactly what to do. They give you a plan for you to then act on. And so many times we get into business for ourselves, and we don't really create a plan. And so therefore you don't know what you're doing. You have no clarity about what you're supposed to be doing. You don't know what to do first. You don't know what to do second. And so make sure that you give yourself a plan just as if you were an employee. What things do you need to be doing? When do you need to be doing? How much time should it be taking you to do it? Make a plan. For everything that you need to do in your business and once you plan it then you should quantify what you want to produce so let's say that if you're going to make calls instead of just scheduling time to make calls then you set a time to make calls to produce a particular outcome so I'm going to make calls until I get two of this whatever that may be for you so quantify what you want to produce during the time that you're spending in your business when you're working your plan What do you want to produce during that time? And another thing is tiger time. You may have heard me talk about this before. It was a concept from Amy Porterfield. And that just means that you're going to know and be aware of that one thing in your business that is going to move you forward fastest. And it can change from week to week or sometimes it stays the same. But what is that one thing? And then you schedule it, you call it your tiger time, and you fiercely protect that time. Because so often we can have an intention about what it is that we need to be doing in our business. And we know we need to do it. We know what to do, but we just don't do it. So if you create this tiger time and you know that no matter what, you're going to take that time, you're going to protect it and you are going to get the things done that you need to get done that that will move your business forward. So that no matter what else happens in your day, what other crazy things are coming your way, you will get to that one thing that will continue to move your business forward. Then the last thing that I want to share with you about focusing and how to stay focused is you have to stay committed. Don't just plan it and think that would be great. You need to commit to it 100%. Just like if we're trying to lose weight or we want to start exercising to get our body to a certain level, we have to commit to doing it even when we don't feel like it. You have to have an unwavering commitment to what you have decided to do to where you're going, to what goal you're achieving. And then you just work your plan unwaveringly, 100% committed, and be brave and continue to overcome yourself every single day because you will be your biggest enemy always. You will have to overcome yourself. You'll, you'll have to stop talking yourself out of things. You'll have to purposely be intentional about being grateful and staying positive and doing what you committed to yourself to do. And the most important thing that I have learned in this past year is that done is better than perfect. So just get out there, take action, make a mess. Don't be afraid of failing. That is going to be your biggest teacher. And know that success breeds more success. So if you just take these tips that I've given you in this talk and you start applying them to your life and you create a level of success, even if you have to push through the resistance, stop blocking your blessing and get to that place where you can have your blessing, you can reach some level of success, then it'll be so much easier to reach that next level and the next level and the next level. Once you break through, it's so much easier to continue to allow it. To allow that success to come your way. So just to recap. I want to remind you that there is a worksheet for you. To go through and identify these areas. And to make your plan. So make sure that you are not allowing fear to block you. That you're allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. That you're not afraid to fail. And that you're not afraid of your own greatness. Stop believing the lie. And remember the truth that it's not all on your shoulders, that there's plenty of people out there to help you and there is a way to get help. It doesn't have to all be up to you. Remember that you were created with power that nobody else possesses and you should be using your power. Don't be comparing yourself to other people. Love yourself. Stop being your worst enemy and get rid of those limiting mindsets by making over your belief, by using positive affirmations, tapping and, mindfulness and gratitude and get focused by keeping your eye on the prize dream building visualizing make your plan to win and then work your plan stay 100% unwaveringly committed to your plan and I promise you if you do that you will have your blessings thanks so much for listening go out there shine bright and make a difference